We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Welcome back to the Road of His Fantasy Football Mailbag. We are here with the great Chris Raybon to talk about all the incredible fantasy football news that has broken on Wednesday, November 3rd. This is actually the November 4th episode. I'm your host, Mike Randall. Follow me on Twitter, Randall Rand. And we're going to get right to it, folks. But first, here he is, Chris Raybon from the Action Network and Fantasy Labs, one of the best in the business, fantasies, betting, you name it, he will help you make money. That's what he's about. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Raybon. Chris, I got to tell you, I've never been more excited to have a guest on with all the news going on today. Oh, man. I mean, pretty, pretty uneventful morning, huh, Mike? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm on, I'm on the West Coast now, so like, I love it because, you know, every, the days end earlier, but the downside is like if I wake up at like 10 o'clock a.m. Uh, Pacific – all this shit has already happened. Like, because <laughs> I woke up like an hour ago. I'm not going to lie. And, it, <laughs> you know, like, it, I'm just looking like Aaron Rodgers is out and I got to update my power rankings. And, and Odell Beckham's apparently not going to be a Brown anymore. Yesterday, I wake up and, you know, tragic news about Henry Ruggs, unfortunately. Um, you know, uh, you know, best uh, thoughts and, and, and prayers to the, the victim's family there. But yeah, it's just, it's just crazy, man. Yeah, Henry Ruggs is a tragedy, like you said. Thoughts for for the family and everyone affected. I, I, it's just crazy with the news that has gone on. I sent you the show sheet, and I feel like the Derrick Henry fallout has gone <laughs> down the sheet now. So uh, let's just jump into it, man. Just really quick, you've been killing it, Action Network. You came on last year, told us about your story, everything that you've, you know, where you were and how you got to the point. But just talk about Action. You know, I do some writing for them as well. It's an amazing yes. company, and you are killing it, sir. So just talk about all the great stuff's going on, Action. Network. 
Yeah, man. I mean, the big thing is you can you can download the uh, award-winning free Action Network app, uh, and you can follow me at Chris Raybon, so you can see all my bets, my player prop bets, all that stuff. Um, you can go to actionnetwork.com, see uh, my fantasy projections, uh, rankings, Sean Kerner's as well. Uh, listen to the Fantasy Flex podcast. Kerner and I do three episodes a week now. Uh, and then we got the Action Network NFL podcast. That's the betting pod uh, with Stucky and I that comes out every Thursday. And then I do a big uh, column that comes out on actionnetwork.com and Fantasy Labs every Saturday where I break down every matchup on the main slate um, from a betting and a DFS perspective. I got uh, cash game plays, tournament plays, cash lineups, you know, bets that I'm making for the game. So um, that's that's what we're doing here. And then uh, also excited, uh, gonna you know, doing a bunch of NBA stuff as well. So you can follow me on Twitter um, and, and check that out. All those podcasts are in my rotation. The Flex Podcast with Sean, fantastic. The Betting Podcast with Stucky. Folks, the password is lucrative. That's what that podcast is. Tailing Chris, one of the best in the business, of course. Let's get into it. We'll start with Aaron Rodgers. And I guess, Mm -hmm. Chris, I learned something new. And I like to be a lifelong learner. I guess someone saying they're immunized does not mean that they've taken the vaccine because Aaron Rodgers out with COVID. He's moved the line six, maybe seven points now, but he will not be playing and potentially next week because he is not vaccinated. So talk about the fallout here. We got Jordan Love and is Blake Bortles coming back? Chaos in Green Bay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, from a, you want to kind of start just looking at it from a a bird's eye view. I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is worth about a touchdown to the Green Bay Packers in terms of the spread. Um, so, you know, the, the total is now down to 48 in this game from 54 and a half, I believe. And the line went from uh, pretty much a pick to Chiefs by seven and a half. So um, that kind of tells you just how much Aaron Rodgers is worth. Uh, I'm still keeping Devontae Adams as a top five receiver. But uh, besides Aaron Jones, I really don't want anything to do with this Packers offense. Uh, you know, maybe AJ Dillon can can kind of get into that flex conversation again. Um, but I mean, you know, Tunyon is already out. I wasn't starting Mercedes Lewis anyway, but uh, you know, looks like Valdez Scantling could be back. You have Lazard coming off the COVID list, and just keep in mind, if you're planning to start any Packers, uh, this might not be the last one, right? Like we've seen this kind of you know snowball starting last week when you had Adams. And it it seems to be the quarterbacks and receivers, which is the most important part of your team. And and especially when you're talking about forecasting the game, how the game is going to go. Passing offense is so important. So um, this is, you know, hopefully uh, Adams can make it through and and he's good to go. I know I I think he's not eligible to practice uh, until tomorrow, until Thursday. So just kind of monitor that news. But uh, it's not looking good. And I mean, (laughs) man, if the Chiefs struggle here, uh, it's it's really time to worry. I know most people are already worried about the Chiefs, but they're not going to keep turning it over at a historic rate. But, man, they just got a gift here. I mean, after they almost lose this game to the Giants, now they're getting uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's even, you know, Devontae Adams is one thing. He's worth, you know, about a point and a half, you know, in my ratings. It's like the highest wide receiver in the league. But Aaron Rodgers is worth a touchdown. I mean, he's one of the probably two most important quarterbacks in the league along with Mahomes. 
Yeah, that's very true. And it's interesting. How you, Where do you put Aaron? Where do you put Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers out now? There's been a lot of talk about how he's done. Rotoviz Game Splits app. I look at Devontae Adams when Rodgers has played and when he has not played. It's been 98 games when Rodgers has played with Adams, averaging 16.5 fantasy points per game, seven times without almost the same amount. So yeah. I think Chris gets <laughs> volume, but I don't know if, if you could rely on him for the same production. Yeah, this was uh, I I wrote about this before the season how I was fine taking Devonte Adams after you know ahead of Ezekiel Elliott and in redraft and one of the reasons was because I was just so impressed with the fact that Devonte Adams put up the same numbers uh, you know more or less with Brett Hundley at quarterback. Uh, as he did with Aaron Rodgers. And this was like earlier in Devontae's breakout. Like he wasn't a bona fide year in, year out, top wide receiver in the league conversation yet. Like he was just, okay, he's putting up good numbers. He's kind of putting up those Jordy numbers that, that Jordy Nelson was putting up. So yeah, I'm, I mean, Devontae Adams going to get open. Like he's going to be, if he's on the field, he could be, he could have be coming off COVID. He's going to be triple covered. He could, he's going to be open. So it's just a matter of um, love getting it to him, and uh, I'm sure the Packers will call a run heavier game script. But I'm still, I, I'm, I don't think I'm dropping Adams below wide receiver five. Like I, you know, like it's, it's, it's just, it's still Devontae Adams. Agreed. And folks, I got that info from the Rotoviz Game Splits app. Please go to Rotoviz. You can sign up for the site. There's just so many great apps there. Uh, listeners receive a 10% discount off a one-year Rotoviz subscription. Enter that discount code RVRadio2021 at checkout. Go to rotaviz.com slash podcast for further information. Yeah, I think he'll be okay, Chris. I mean, I think people are going to drop him too far. Uh, but certainly, you know, with Rodgers out, that has moved the line in a huge, huge way. The next one I want to talk about, which I guess is on the back burner now, is Derrick Henry. So we hear <laughs> that Derrick Henry, the the irresistible force, immovable object, everything that he is in his greatness, is now going to be out for the rest of the year because of a surgery he has to have on his foot. What is the fallout? There's been a lot of debate. Adrian Peterson signed. Jeremy McNichols is there. How does this affect Tannehill, A.J. Brown? Break it down for us because I think people have really hit the waiver wire and they started making moves, but handicapping this correctly could really help those Derrick Henry owners who right now are struggling with how to replace all of that great production. So, you know, I think a couple of things are going to happen. One, the Titans are no longer going to be pretty much the run heaviest team in the league. I think they'll still be, you know, they'll still try to run the ball early in the down, but, you know, they have AJ Brown, they have Julio Jones, if he can, you know, stay on the field. Uh, and, and that's, you know, they're going to have to run their offense through those guys a little bit more. So I, I do think their pass rate will go up as far as the backs themselves. I, I don't think Jeremy, and this might apparently be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think Jeremy McNichols role will change much at all. Uh, this season, he played 90% of his snaps in the passing game. Uh, okay. In his career, he's had three games in which he's gotten over five carries. Uh, his career hires 11 carries. In that game, they went for nine yards. 11 carries for nine yards. Uh, you know, in his highest volume run game. I just don't think they view him as that, you know, early down back, a guy who's going to run between the tackles. He's more of the guy you line up in shotgun, you know, in a two-minute drill. He can take a handoff out of shotgun. He's actually averaging a, a yard more per carry in his career uh, in the gun than under center. So um, I, I do think that Adrian Peterson has to be the priority add here. I, I do think they get, they envision eventually getting him up to kind of the role he had the last couple of years where he's getting about 15 carries. 
uh, per game. And I think in the interim, um, you know, they also signed Deontay Foreman to the practice squad. Foreman has spent some time in this system with this team. So don't be surprised if Foreman uh, even leads this backfield and carries uh, this week if he's called up um, because they don't know exactly, you know, the reports are, we don't know exactly how ready Peterson is. They're going to kind of decide it in practice to see how much of a workload he can take. But because of Foreman's familiarity, this is how NFL teams tend to think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they split the backfield in that first week or even Foreman leads the backfield and carries. I don't think it will be McNichols regardless. I think it will be one of those two guys. Um, unless they sign somebody else. So, but I wouldn't be alarmed if like you spent a, a, a lot on Adrian Peterson of your FA AB and then, you know, it's like Foreman leading the backfield. Um, that that may just happen in week one. But I think over the long term, I think you're gonna get Peterson up into that uh 15 carry range. He had a 15 or more carry game every month last year. So um, you know, even at his advanced age, he proved that he can get it done. And I, I remember hearing something last year, I think it was that he was kind of broke. So he's going to be hungry. Like, you know, he's not <laughs> yeah. he's not just going to be out here, you know, taking a paycheck. Like he was waiting for the right opportunity like this where he could get those, you know, 15 carries a game here and, and earn some money. So uh, I think that uh, I think that's how I'm looking at it. I think Peterson Peterson is the guy I I've been spending the most uh, of my budget on. He's the guy that I've been making the priority at. I just don't think McNichols will be consistent week to week. He could get a few more carries, obviously a few more snaps, but I still think he's going to be the passing down back that mixes in sparingly uh, in the run game. And it's like, you know, look at a guy like Naeem Hines, J.D. McKissick. It's like so hard to know when to start those guys, right? And I just – I think McNichols is still going to be that kind of back going forward where Peterson is going to be that unsexy, like, you know, 13 to 15 carries, maybe one catch, maybe zero catches kind of guy. Especially when they get near the goal line. I think that's automatic. You're dealing with a Hall of Fame back. And look, Chris, if Jordan Howard can come back in and get two touchdowns mm-hmm. last week, then AP certainly can get a bunch here for the rest of the season. Let's look at the Giants. They played the Chiefs really well. I'm based out of New Jersey here. We're very surprised they kept that game close. Kind of thought it was going to be a Chiefs explosion. It did not happen. Giants are piecing it together. They're fighting despite losing Blake Martinez on defense and having a ton of players out. Now we hear Saquon Barkley battling with COVID. Shepard and Galladay, I think, should be back. What do you do here, and what are you hearing about the Giants? Because that's an offense that should see some negative game script, can put up some points, Daniel Jones with the rushing, Konami code, all that stuff. So what do you think here with the Giants? Because they could be better if they can just get healthy. Well, first of all, Mike, if if you thought it was going to be a Chiefs explosion, you should have read uh, Chris Raybon's column at the Action Network <laughs> where he broke down have. the game and said, uh, <laughs> you know, Giants in the under. But you now, right. <laughs> lucrative. Chris Raybon <laughs> equals lucrative. Uh, that should no, be the name of the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, let me kidding, because, I, you know, I, you have good weeks and you have bad weeks. Uh, the week before I went, I think it was like 0-4 on spreads in total or something like that so you know you're up and down but no um listen the Giants it's been it's been so frustrating um I'm sure you know I'm a Giants fan too uh luckily betting makes me not care about my fanhood and and, and those winning those two uh championships in the last you know last decade but yep um with you my know, guy it, Coughlin. I'm a Coughlin right. guy. Yeah, yep, man. Eli Coughlin. Yep. Uh, I've been enjoying that. Peyton and Eli, by the way. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I digress. I, listen, I think Kadarius Tony uh, is going to be, you know, the guy that kind of benefits from all this carnage as long as he can just, you know, get on the field because I it got his, like, his hand stepped on in the Chiefs game. But I think I think he should be good to go. Uh, it looks like Shepard's going to be at Gaudi back. But I think Tony is going to be. Going forward, the guy that I would buy low on if you know if anyone's kind of worried about him after that down game against the Chiefs 
Um, and, and just kind of some frustrating injuries in, in general. I think he's going to explode in the second half. You remember, he's, still, he's a first-round pick. He's a guy that they felt comfortable drafting when they had a lot of other holes bigger than wide receiver. Um, even this week, you know, the Raiders are top three in, in zone coverage rate, and Tony weeds the team by a mile in yards against zone coverage, and he's missed all these games and didn't have a role to start the year. So you know, that kind of shows it's really interesting. I find the similarities between him and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, both of them had one year of college production. Yet mm-hmm. when Edwards-Hilaire was drafted, everyone talked about how great it's going to be. He's going to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes hasn't worked out that way. Tony gets drafted. He's ridiculed across the board, yet he's come back. He's made some great moves. He looks elusive and he looks very explosive. Yeah, I mean, I think that was, you know, anytime Get- David Gettleman is like the guy that co-signs for you is, you know, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. I know how it goes. Like, Keep it you real. Know, I make, get it, people, yeah. people, people outside of that bubble may not understand it, but David Gettleman is essentially public enemy number one uh, for Giants fans and, and just everyone out here. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I get it. It's, it's a good point, though. It's uh, draft capital and pedigree is going to uh, be predictive of production and, uh, Tony has it. And so I think he's going to be the guy. I think this week he has a great matchup. He's very, you know, he's been their guy against zone coverage. Uh, I think Gaudet will help, but, um, you know, who knows how healthy he's going to be. Evan Ingram just looks kind of lost out there. I know he got the touchdown last week. Booker, I think, will continue to be reasonably productive as long as as long as Saquon's sitting and he might have to sit again. Now he's on the COVID list. He has to, he is vaccinated. So he, I think he can t- have two negative tests. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. So, I mean, it's just a mess. But Tony, the short answer is just buy Kadarius Tony. Like, that's that should be the guy that they're focused on getting the ball to any way they can week in uh, and week out. And, and Daniel Jones, I think, is still going to be a, a streamer most weeks just because of, you know, his running ability. As long as he has, like, one or two of his receivers, as long as he's not missing all of them, um, I, I think Daniel Jones will be a, a good streamer most weeks. God forbid we leave the news from today, but there's one more piece. As per Jake Trotter, ESPN, Odell Beckham Jr. excused from practice today. Browns are discussing the wide receiver's future with his agent. This has been a mess, Chris. Beckham's father posted a video of Mayfield not throwing his son the ball. You can always tell with the body language. A couple Last year, I think it was two years ago, bad body language with him, Jarvis Landry, and Baker. It just seems like Mayfield and Odell have never clicked, and the production hasn't been there. Where do you think, and is there a landing spot you want to tell us you think he'll go to? Because, I mean, this could, this could be a fantasy football league winner if he goes to the right team. I mean, he's obviously going to the Bucks if he gets released. Like that, you could see Tom Brady now. Like, right? Like he's like, guys, guys. Antonio Brown worked out, right? Like we could do this. We could do this. AB's a little banged up, you know. Scotty Miller just getting designated to return. They're on a bye week. They can do all their due diligence. Like Odell has to go to the Bucks. Like I, I would be highly disappointed because you can't go to the Rams because he's never gonna play over Van Jefferson for some reason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, good one, good Sean McVay's just like, nope. I mean, maybe the Raiders, but you know, when you go to the Raiders, you're on the team for like a day. You burn your foot. You know, you. you they don't throw about to wide receivers. Yeah. They just don't do it. It's amazing. I mean, they've been doing it this year. I mean, Henry yeah. Ruggs. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. before the the, the 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 tragedy was yeah. uh, was pretty productive, but. Um, I'm salty about Brian yeah. Edwards, Chris. In case you couldn't tell, that's <laughs> the answer. He's, I mean, he's just not that good. Like, I don't know. He, he, like, he can, he can. If he's in single coverage, it's like you know, if he's in single coverage, he can, he can make a play here and there. But Carr, you know, Carr has alluded to it. Like, if you get open in practice, I'll throw you the ball more. Um, but like, how much is 
Edwards really getting open in practice. Like probably not that much. Uh, but yeah, Beckham. I mean, listen, he hasn't been a member of the Browns for like over a year now. Like he he's been on the field and nothing's really been happening. He's been one of those guys like. He's just there. Uh, he's not terrible, He's but he's nothing close to what he used to be with the Giants um, before the injuries. And he probably – he's a very strong personality, and I hate to say it because I hate the cliche of the diva and the yeah, locker room cancer. Stupid, but I hate it. I think it's true. I just think his personality makes Baker Mayfield uncomfortable. And they can't afford that because – Baker Mayfield is already not a very comfortable dude. Like you could t- like he's the poster child for a-, a guy. You know, I know you've heard Stucky and I talk about it on a, on a betting podcast. Like yep. anytime you get a team that can get pressure, <laughs> just bet against yes, the Browns absolutely. and Baker Mayfield, right? Because yep. mm-hmm. he crumbles under pressure. Um, and, and I, I, I just think that you know when he's thinking about Beckham and that alpha you know, personality and having to get him the ball, especially when you also have Landry there. Cause Landry is kind of like a, a toned down version of Beckham. They're very good friends. And uh, you know, at this point, Landry's the better receiver. So um, I, I just think it's, it's tough for him. Like we saw that last year where uh, with, with Beckham out, Mayfield started to, you know, feel a lot more comfortable. Granted, they had some games that were very winnable and uh, maybe though, you know, that will kind of continue here, but um, I, listen, he wasn't a factor before this. Um, in fantasy like I, I don't think you were starting him for much of this year if at all maybe that first week or two you, you, you try to throw him in some lineups but I, I I had him at wide receiver 50 before this news so like this and, and this is against like a Bengals team that just gave up 405 passing yards to Mike White and he was still my wide receiver 50 so uh yeah he's it, it's it's just unfortunate he's a wasted probably a wasted draft pick you know regardless of where he goes Information earlier this week, uh, news with Calvin Ridley in Atlanta. Of course, we, we we hope he gets better. Mental health is something that Chris, I feel, is finally starting to get a little bit of national attention, not near as much as it should, uh, but we certainly want to see him back and in, in, in the right frame of mind, a superior talent. Uh, but Atlanta without Ridley, I think this calls into question a couple issues. Number one, Corderell Patterson, who's enjoyed the 30-year-old breakout. Kyle Pitts, who was really starting to trend upward now, did not have a good game last week. Is he going to draw more attention? Matt Ryan, the offense, now they got to play the Saints, who probably will be starting Taysom Hill. So what do you do here with the Falcons now that Ridley's going to be out rest of the year? I, I mean, you start Kyle Pitts and, and Cordero Patterson. I've been, we, you know, we, we've been banging the drum on Patterson for a while. Um, I, I think he's their best uh, skill player at this Absolutely. point. Yeah. So listen, he's going to be the guy. I think he's going to play. He's going to get more work usage and snaps in the passing game. And he's still going to be, you know, a running back half the time. So um, he's a guy you got to lock in. I would buy him, you know, anywhere you can if you can somehow, you know, if you if you don't have your your trade deadline in line with the with the regular NFL or something like that. But um, yeah, I think that uh, I think it's going to be Patterson and Pitts, and yeah, Pitts will be up and down. I mean, this is kind of what you get with tight ends. Like it, even though he's a wide receiver, um, you know, you these guys are just a little more volatile. You know, there's and most most ca- pass catchers are. I mean, it's hard to find a Devonte Adams. Calvin Ridley was actually very consistent in terms of his target share so uh there's a lot to go around but it's scary it's scary because the falcons offense just looks so lost uh in that game without ridley and now granted the panthers have like four very good cornerbacks at this point but i mean what did matt ryan throw for like 90 yards <laughs> it was it was not good uh, i kind of like him this week against the saints like what, what's we can't like how are the saints getting six points with like they we don't even know who the starting quarterback is and they're they're six point favorites so maybe the falcons survive this week uh but it uh it 
you know, that's all you can really do. I don't think Russell Russell Gage was really disappointing. Uh, his his usage didn't go up with Ridley out. He still ran around only about seventy four percent of Matt Ryan's dropbacks. So. Um, you know, for the season, he's around 67%. So even with this news, like I still have gauge like well outside the top 50. Like, I don't think we can have the confidence to start him given how we've seen the, the Falcons kind of run their offense. It's been Pitts and, and Patterson. Yeah. I hit that under right away. I think it opened Atlanta, New Orleans mm-hmm. at 45. It's yeah. down to 41 and a half maybe. Yeah. I think that's going to be a struggle. I liked Matt Ryan last week. Of course, that was before the Ridley news came out and broke on Sunday. Uh, but I, I feel like he's starting to get into a groove in that offense. Mark Sanchez talked on ESPN about how him and Pitts are together constantly in practice. He went by in the red zone. So I agree with you. I think Ryan is sneaky. He's going to have to find someone else, but he hasn't had Ridley here for a little bit of time and he's been able to deal with it. So I'm going to step away from that. And I just use that as an anomaly. And I think Atlanta could be a a sleeper. I actually disagree. I I, I think Atlanta's in trouble. I just think they'd be okay this week. I think they're in trouble. Remember their their schedule. They, They played, what was it? The Giants? The uh, Jets, the was it the Jets? No, who do they play in? Uh, they play the Giants, Miami, Miami. That's it, Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they play and Washington, Washington, and yeah. so they played these four like below average defenses. I think three in a row were outside the top twenty five, um, and then so like it's like I don't think that's going to be the norm. I I am worried about the Falcons. I just think like this week is just more from a betting perspective than anything like I just think six points is too much for the Saints without a starting quarterback but I'm worried long term about the Falcons outside of Pitts and Patterson like I just think that like they haven't proven that they can be an effective offense against good teams yet so yeah and Atlanta New Orleans a huge rivalry those that don't know there is bad blood there and look the schedule coming up you nailed it at Cowboys Patriots at Jaguars okay but then Bucks, mm-hmm. Panthers at Niners. That is a rough run. Oh, by the way, at Bills and Saints to end the year. So oh, yeah, oh. that that's that's yeah. A it's it's. I mean, it's yeah. You, you're not gonna sell the skill guys like Patterson and Pitts because they're gonna get usage and they're gonna be fine. But yeah, I, Ryan. I don't know how many more times he's gonna be in that streamer discussion aside from that. Um, aside from the Jaguars game, obviously. <laughs> You wake up in the morning, Chris, you're going to juice. Cranberry, orange, grapefruit, or pineapple? So orange is usually the one I would go to. Um, I like the fresh squeezed orange juice, it's, yes. but I don't make it. So it's really, it, it will run you like, it's like seven, eight dollars if you try to. It's crazy. It's totally, it's crazy. Like, what the, <laughs> but, uh, but honestly, what I usually drink in the morning is uh, homemade iced tea. I, that's usually my go-to drink. Um, put a little bit of uh, a lemon in there and uh, it's pretty good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So these large spreads make me nervous. We got the Colts at home who should have beaten the Titans. How did Carson Wentz <laughs> not see Jonathan Taylor wide open in the middle of the field? Oh, my goodness. And so Ben Baldwin put out the video with the circles. I mean, there's no one near him. But they're home now on Thursday against the Jets. The Jets very live. Came, beat the Bengals at home. Mike White looks like the second coming of of Joe Montana. Where do you go here? That's a lot of points on a Thursday night game, which I've seen, Chris, over the years. As the year goes on, these games become more and more sloppy. The overs, I don't have the stats, seem to be live earlier in the year, but it tends to be an under as the year goes on. They got to cover 10 points at home. You think they're going to do it? I, I don't think you can bet on a coach to cover 10 points here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carson Wentz has like, what, four interceptions on a year and two of them have been at, at, on his own goal line or oh. something like that. And another one yeah. in overtime. So it's like, yeah, his interceptions are down, but he's still losing games mm-hmm. with these interceptions. If I'm playing this game and I may actually jump on this here um, is I'd probably go first half under. Yep. Uh, you look at the these two teams and the uh, Jets are 26. In first half pace, the Colts are 23rd. The Colts are 31st in situation neutral pace, and the Jets are 26th. So it could be even a a full game under situation, but I just think, you know, uh, Colts put up, what, over 30 points. The the Jets put up over 30 points last week. I think you you just get this, like, ugly first half where they just completely regress um, and and play at a slow pace, and maybe there's a, you know, a a score or two, but – Nothing, nothing to get over the total. And another reason why you always got to be careful with the with the Colts is Thursday night favorites actually tend to do very well because it's just hard to go, you know, play a team that's superior to you on a short week. So that's why Thursday night favorites tend to cash about sixty percent of the time uh, historically over the last you know couple of decades. But this is a game with a, a total that's pretty it's a little bit below league average and maybe should be even lower um i just mentioned the pace so it's really difficult to cover like a 10 you know double digit spread even a touchdown spread um in in these kind of games every point is just worth more the lower the total is i don't think you can bet on the colts here um for me it's it's probably just looking at an under in, in some way shape or form QB questions here from some of the listeners. First one is, what do we do with Jalen Hurts? I have never seen, and I was not a Hurts guy, but he has been producing. Sure, it's 70% of his points in the fourth quarter, but listen, he is getting there. I have never seen a quarterback be this successful, yet it would not surprise me at all, Chris, if he gets benched in the middle of the next game. What do fantasy owners do with Jalen Hurts here? Rest of season and in the future. Start him. Like, 
the same thing the Eagles need to do. Keep starting them. Like, I mean, listen, this guy's this guy. I've heard more talk about this guy. He's a top six fantasy quarterback, and every week, yeah, every week <laughs> except last week, of course, when yeah, when yeah. they put up the most points. But that's touchdown variance. It'll happen. It was bound to happen after he was kind of bailing himself out with all those rushing touchdowns. You know, multiple rushing touchdown type games. But listen, I, I don't think the Eagles have any incentive to to bench him. A lot of people are worried about Gardner Minshew, but if you look at it this way. If they really wanted to evaluate Gardner Minshew, um, you know, a guy they acquired, then they wouldn't have kept him inactive while Joe Flacco was on True. the roster. That's a good so point. you know what I mean? Like they had this, this was they just happened to find a taker for Joe Flacco who wanted to go back and, and get a chance to play for a team that he was familiar with. So they said, okay, this this can work. We'll you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll trade you, but like. If they really wanted to evaluate Minshew, he wouldn't have just been a, a scratch on game day. Joe Flacco could have easily been a scratch on game day, and you know held a clipboard and still you know you know or did whatever he did or, or whatever. So for for Jalen Hurts, right? So you know be a mentor or whatever. So I, I don't think that they're really gonna do that. I think Hurts, listen, he's shown enough potential. He's shown he's got the, the physical tools. He just needs to get better at reading the field he needs to you know get a better feel for the pocket you're only going to get those things by playing so unless we get to like week 18 and it's a matter of draft position and then then you might have to watch out for benching like we saw last year where they took him out uh, I know he was struggling in that game but let's be real they took him out for Sudfeld so they could ensure that they you know got that draft pick so that, that's all I think I think you keep starting I'm like this is it's almost like a non-issue it's like this guy's a top six quarterback. There's not like there's half of your league or more wishes they had Jalen Hurts. So you just got to start him until you know you something happens. Otherwise, I don't think you can go out here and predict the benching. Like this is not like Sam Darnold where it's like okay he's gonna he's gonna have like a hundred yards in the third quarter and, and and do like ridiculous we you know frustrating things for over the now. Oh, yeah, my like if like if Hurts is struggling, he can kind of feel that and just make some plays with his legs. That's the thing with with these quarterbacks. Like even you know you even see Tyrod Taylor when when he's playing, like he's kind of in that same vein where he you know he misses some reads in the field and but he like we saw it even with the Texans in his brief stint like when he's on the field he can still make things happen um he's rarely gonna play so bad that he gets himself benched um so you know I, I just until we see it I, I think you keep rolling with, with Jalen Hurts the other one I get a lot of questions about is Tua Tagovailoa, who had dodged the trade rumors like Keanu Reeves with those bullets <laughs> in the Matrix. Uh, Deshaun Watson seemed like a certainty. Not anymore. Tua is there. He actually has played better than people give him credit for. The guy was injured. He came in last year. He wasn't ready with the benching of Fitzpatrick. This year he gets hurt in game two. He actually had the overall QB1 performance a couple weeks ago. What do we do here with Tua in Miami? You start him in a matchup like this uh, against Houston, the team that they were threatening to trade him for. He's probably going to be extremely motivated uh, in this game. And he's another he's a guy that's proven he can put up big numbers against bad defenses. He did it against the Falcons uh, and he did it against uh, what was it? The Jaguars. Yeah, the Jaguars and the Falcons. So the this Houston team is very similar in terms of defense. They're easy to prepare for that. You know what they're going to do. They're going to play that Tampa two scheme under Lovey Smith. Um, great beard for Lovey, by the way. I mean, I don't know if you've yes. seen his beard, but Love he's got a little yes. salt and pepper. Just it's 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 godly. Like it's I remember, it's sort of Illinois. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's legit. You know, like yeah. seriously, yeah. So he's yeah, he's he's got a great beard, but not a great defense. Uh, so this is a good week for two. I think I yeah, he's in my top ten at quarterback this week. So this is not the week to doubt him. And he's gonna again, he's gonna be motivated. Like this is this is the team they were talking about trading him to. So he's gonna want to show everyone that. 
that he's the better quarterback than whoever I'm, you know, whether it's Tyrod or Mills, like he's going to want to show everyone in Miami, like, Hey, like, Hey, I, I could also do this. And, 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 and you don't need to, to go out and get Watson. So this week, fine. But I still think that there's this, the concerns for two are the same. I mean, we haven't really seen him do it against good teams. And I mean, that performance against Buffalo last year, when they had a chance to, to get a playoff, a birth was just uh, abysmal and that's what keeps happening against the better teams uh he doesn't play well so until that until that changes i think we we kind of know who he is but you can start him against bad bad defenses as you can most quarterbacks in this week because everyone after these top like six or seven a week guys uh you know you can anyone it's just all about the streamers and and this is that's another reason why you don't you don't but uh you know worry about Jalen hurts because he's in that top tier People love rankings. This has been a hot question. I'm going to assume you tell me the top dynasty wide receiver right now is Jamar Chase. My question is really this. Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Devontae, where are you going for the dynasty wide receiver two? Ooh. Uh, dynasty wide receiver two. It would have been Jefferson but coming, in, coming to this year, but that's maybe changed a little. No, nah, I'm still going Jefferson. I'm okay. still going Jefferson. I mean, this is one. It's like what one bad game, one or you know maybe maybe two. I mean, I think he he briefly left the game with an injury. Um, this cow and this Cowboys defense, like, is we're still at this part of the year, I think, where people haven't fully adjusted their perceptions of the defenses. Dan yet. Quinn's done a good job, right? He's, He's done, done an excellent job. job. Mm-hmm. They're playing completely different. Like, it's not even the old Dan Quinn defense where it was just like line up and play cover three. This is like they're multiple. Um, they're playing man coverage. They're playing zone. They're switching their fronts. Like this is a totally different defense. So I'm not worried about him after after a bad game. I mean, you know, he's 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 as we saw last year. Anyone who gets 1,400 yards, uh, as Chase will probably do this year, like he's got to be in that conversation. Like Chase could come into next year and have you know maybe a couple of down games, and then everyone's like, oh, is Jamar Chase okay? Like I think he'll be fine because um, I, I don't think this is like a, a juju situation because. With Juju, I mean, he was playing next to Antonio Brown, and it was kind of like you, you could see the drop off went once Antonio Brown was out of the lineup. Whereas, you know, Jefferson, you know, Adam Thielen wasn't like he was scoring touchdowns, but he, it wasn't like he was racking up massive yardage totals last year when Jefferson put up his numbers. Um, Jefferson kind of usurped him. Uh, whereas in Pittsburgh, it was like Juju and AB, and then when AB left, it was tougher for Juju. So, um, yeah, I think Jefferson will be fine. I mean, I don't, I don't mind Devonte either. I don't think. I mean, the only thing is, you just worry about, you know, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers long term. Um, but uh, you know, Devonte is so, so good, and he's still, he's still not, not that old. So, um, yeah. But I, I think I would, yeah, I would go. Uh, I would still go Jefferson. It's the consistency on the deep ball with Jefferson. Last year, fourth among all wide receivers, 950 completed air yards. This year, up to this point, 23rd with 360. He just needs a couple completions deep, and he'll get back to normal. That's what they're missing is those big plays. Still a super talented guy, and is going to be locked on your dynasty team for many, many years. Chris, you got a favorite video game growing up? Growing up, favorite? I played a lot of video games. Uh, my favorite video game, like looking back, on everything to play is was uh was Mario 64. Um Ooh. that just like getting all the, the 120 stars was just my favorite but <laughs> like actually like as growing up I would play every every football video game like I'm talking about quarterback club, Madden, uh NFL 2K, um whatever what was it like NFL blitz like whatever any sports game really too like all the NBA games I loved getting like all the different versions now there's like like the official licenses so you only get like one sports game uh, for each league but like back then you had like five or six 
sports games for each like for NBA for NFL. So I love those. And they like oh, the wrestling games, like um, No Mercy on on sixty four. Yes. Oh, good one. Oh yeah. man, I, we used to spend hours like creating our wrestlers and yes. and and editing like the intros and, and stuff, playing oh, the table ladder yeah, chair yeah. matches. So and then Goldeneye, Goldeneye um, was, was big. 007. and then Halo in, in college was really big for me. Um, Halo is another one I really I miss Halo. Like I wish I had time to play like Halo. Um, I don't even own it. Like I I actually have a PlayStation, not an Xbox now, but. Um. Yeah, it is a lot of games. It's hard to choose one, but I'd say Mario just because. Like, I still, I would probably play that through again right now if I could. And I guess I can. I got to find an emulator or something. But um, that was just so much fun for me. Nothing was better than beating up my buddies on on any of the Street Fighter games and getting those oh, yeah. impossible <laughs> finishing moves like Dal Seems disappearing move down and beating them. God, th- I, those are the memories I have. Absolutely. Listen. You're not working in anything sports related. Let's say it's a it's a second life here. What job are you gonna have? Whew. I would say let's think about this. Nothing sports related. Yep. Oh, I would probably be a, a I would probably be like a rapper or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like I used to we used to spit back in the day. Um, yeah. you know, made made it made like 20, 30 tracks. So yeah, it's always fun, but it's it's like you obsess like when you start writing songs like you obsess over it kind of the same way like you obsess over like your spreadsheets and your projections and all rankings when you're doing this so it's like you can't do anything else in my opinion if you're doing that i don't know how these people like act and 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 you know are are artists and things like that but yeah i think that's what i would do just because you know you still get uh you still get to be a celebrity you get to be a celebrity and you get to kind of travel and do things like that so yeah you got to combine that in Action Network. Talk to Patrick Keene there. See if he can get you stuff <laughs> rapping, with, rapping about the best. Yeah, That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So for yeah, for those that don't know, Patrick Keene, he's our uh, he's our CEO. The first time I think we had a a, a meeting, like a one on one, he came to it in, in a Wu Tang Clan uh, t shirt. So <laughs> <laughs> it tells you all you need to know about him. Oh yeah, perfect. great guy. <laughs> Absolutely. A DFS plays. Have you looked at him here? Give me yeah. if you have. Let's look at one spot. One guy you sort of highlighted each of the four spots. Start with quarterback here for Week Nine. Uh, for quarterback, I'm still going Jalen Hurts. I, you know, he had the bad game. His price came down. Uh, I'm going to continue to play him. You know, I don't think you overreact to the uh, touchdown variance uh, at all. He's going against this Charger. You know, he's going against the Chargers in a game that uh, the totals 50 and a half. So I think I think the Chargers are going to have a good game. Or I think the Eagles are going to have to to continue passing the ball. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, last week against the Lions where it was a a, a pretty big struggle. So um, like him at quarterback. Yeah. Jalen Hurts projecting well on fantasy labs for sure. High projection ceiling and floor. Uh, that Konami code, that rushing ability, even last week where he did not score, that 70 plus yards rushing really saves his floor. He gets a couple of those touchdowns. He's going to have the overall QB one week. Let's take a look at running back here. Who you have your eye on? Well, I mean, now with this news, I think Aaron Jones um, becomes a, a guy that you're looking at just because Anytime, you know, the Packers are, whether it's Devontae, now, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers, I think you're going to kind of run the offense through Aaron Jones in not just the running game, but also the short passing game. So um, Aaron Jones is a guy kind of at that high end, you know, he's 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 not quite uh, in that top, uh, you know, that top tier most weeks, but this week, you know, he's priced fifth highest. Uh, I think he's worth kind of throwing in there. Remember, we have no Derrick Henry now uh, on the slate anyway. He wouldn't have been on the slate anyway. Uh, Alvin Kamara, there's always those questions about how he's going to 
deal with the quarterback change yeah, Mark here. Ingram there now. Yeah, yeah Mark, Mark Ingram, Ingram there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's I, I like Aaron Jones a lot. And a, a guy I'll give you on the low end, uh, Zach Moss. You know, Buffalo, uh, two touchdown favorites against Jacksonville. Uh, so we could see a lot of Zach Moss clock, uh, clock killing for the uh, for the Bills. Going to lead the witness here. I love T. Higgins this week in DFS at wide receiver. Maybe I'm wrong. If if I am, tell me who the guy is. I, I no, I think T. Higgins is. Uh, you know, he's a great play. He's what is he? Fifty three hundred on mm-hmm. on DraftKings. So that's obviously yep. um, a, a a great play. I think I think Hunter Renfro now with with rugs out Ooh, and, and Waller's a little banged good up. Yes. Forty eight hundred. Um, he's a guy that. He's been very consistent, you know, seven receptions, uh, three, six, six, five, five, six. You know, those are his reception totals for the year. Only one below five all year. So especially on DraftKings, you're getting that. You're probably getting that double digit floor just off his receptions and, and whatever yardage he gets gets off that. So I like him. And I will also say this. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be a big Mike Williams bounce back this week. Uh, he yeah, he's been, been quiet yep he has yep. been excellent uh against zone coverage this year and philadelphia is, is top three in zone they pretty much line up and play that's that quarters coverage that's you know that old rams defense they're just going to kind of play zone uh you know split safety uh and and you know even though they have uh darius slay he's not necessarily because it's a lot of zone he's not necessarily shadowing um i know he kind of eliminated Khalif raymond from the equation last week, but Mike Williams is not Khalif Raymond. So uh, I, I, Mike Williams has, I mean, he has like 38 targets and like, you know, over 300 yards against zone and like 15 targets and eight catches and like under a hundred yards against man. So it's been like a night and day difference in Philly. You can pretty much book it that they're going to play almost all zone. So yeah, sneak in suspicion. Uh, I, I don't mind paying up to be contrarian with Mike this week. And Bell, you got Belichick against the Patriots, but of course the comeback is coming very shortly. And tight end here. I got my eye on Tyler Conklin against Baltimore. What do you think? Ooh, Conklin. uh, I I, I probably, he scares me a little. I know Baltimore has been bad against tight ends, but if you look at the tight ends they've been bad against, this was like, what was it? Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, and uh, it was a third one. Who who else did they get? They they got smashed by like a bunch of tight ends to open the year. Um, and then they kind of turned it around. Waller. They, they gave up 10, yeah, 10, 10 catches for 105 and a touch yeah, to Waller. It's Waller's last good game. <laughs> right, right. And then, yeah, and then 7, 109 and 1 to Kelsey. And then and then they, and then Hawkinson, they, they kind of turned it around. Um, but then Noah Fant goes 6 for 46 and 1. I, and then Usoma goes off against them. I, Conklin. So the thing about Baltimore is they play a ton of man coverage. Now, People might not know this, but Usoma's actually, and, and I wrote him up, it, it, believe it or not, in, in my column for week seven. I said, but the Bengals go to Usoma in man-to-man coverage. That's rare. Only like Waller and Kelsey are those tight ends that you, uh, Gasicki, Pitts, guys you go to in man coverage a lot. So, uh, you know, Conklin hasn't really been their guy in man coverage. So it scares me. Like he could get a touchdown, but I don't know if it's going to be a huge um, volume game. The guy I really like uh, this week is Mike Gasicki. Um, well, two. There's really two: Gasicki and and Goddard. Um, I think those guys. Yeah, Gasicki's at 4,900 going against Houston. We know they're going to play a ton of zone that, that, that cover two. Um, they're they're you know bottom of the league against uh, in DVOA against tight ends. They're 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 near the bottom against uh, in terms of schedule adjusted receiving yards allowed to tight ends according to Football Outsiders. So love Gasicki. He ran a route on 98 percent of the dropbacks last week. That is abs- like absurd for a tight end. And then. Goddard, he's he ran around on eighty eight percent of the dropbacks two weeks ago, eighty four percent last week. 
Uh, and then he's going against this Charger defense that has struggled against tight ends. And uh, I think that's a little more indicative of, you know, how they really play at, you know, versus like just the, the, the schedule. So um, it's, it's due to more scheme. So those are the two guys that I'm going to be having a, a lot of. If you are in fear factor, I'm trying to get fantasy football fear factor <laughs> or survivor because my family loves reality shows. You're on fear factor. What's uh-huh. the one thing that makes Chris Raybon say, you know what? I'm out of here. Oof. Um, let's see. I would say. I got snakes. I got heights. I got, I've gotten so many different things. Oh, you know what I hate? You ever seen those dragonflies? Really? Like those, those like big, it's like, I don't like big flying objects. Yeah, you know, like Nelson a- Souza said mosquitoes. He goes, I'm out of there. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> hey, I mean, in this day and age, you never know what you're going to catch. Yeah, so yeah. I, I totally get that. But for me, it's more about just like, I hate those like flying roaches, the flying dragonflies. Like it's more about things that like kind of make my skin crawl. Like then you know anything else because i've seen you know i've been around like stray dogs and i've been in the the wild like i've seen a lot of things not much scares me but just like ugh, those, those things that make your skin crawl it's like yeah miss me with all that all right last question man amazing job as always then we'll get you out of here give me the bold prediction i want the league winner the fantasy football surprise the cj anderson the Dion lewis what do you got for me here give me the chris raybon bold prediction Ooh, for for the second half of the season, huh? Um, yeah. Or playoff, the playoff run. Somebody you like who you think could really pop here down the stretch. Oof, I am going to go with. I mean, I, is it a, is it a hot take to say Kadarius Tony? Because I think he's going to no, be. No, it's that is a, okay. Counts, I mean, I don't absolutely. know. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been if if he had had another good game, but since he didn't, uh, I'll say Kadarius Tony. I think you you buy him um, in, in general, like buy these rookies, especially when they're coming off buys. I mean, Kadarius Tony, Rashad Bateman, um, you know, all these Pat Fryer moves. Like, just yes, buy yeah. all the uh, Javen Waddle. Obviously, he's already kind of doing his thing, but um, keep doing, you know, keep keep buying these guys coming off the 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 buys because uh, you know maybe even <laughs> maybe we see some Nico Collins here. But no, Kadarius Tony for me, I think he's going to be. Remember, the league plays a ton of zone coverage. He's been great against zone. He's a guy that can run the ball. He can even they have some wildcat for him, so he might start being a wildcat quarterback too. They have some wildcat plays for him. Uh, I've I've heard so. Um, yeah, Kadarius Tony, I think he's going to smash uh, down the stretch. Just let's, let's cross our fingers and hope he stays healthy. No problem with that at all. We so we've seen wide receivers throw some really good balls, like in Dallas. You never you oh, never yeah. know what a wide receiver is going to throw something good. No problem, folks. Chris Raybon, one of the elite, one of the best. Action Network Fantasy Labs, super accurate in all the competitions. Eleventh last year. I mean, just the man. Follow his bets at Action Network. He's got he's got the fantasy football podcast with Sean Kerner. He's got the betting podcast over with Stucky. Just does an amazing, amazing job. On Twitter, at Chris Raybon. If you're not following him, you are doing it wrong. Chris, thank you so much for joining us, man. We love having you. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio and at randallrant. Make sure you tell a friend, and don't forget to sign up for a 10% discount on our podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. It's a no-brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.